brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. On the Ute Sports Network from Learfield, this is the Kyle Whittingham Coaches Show, presented by Smith's Fresh for Everyone. Also brought to you by Bud Light, it's for the fans, and by Pepsi, the official soft drink of the Utah Utes. Now, here's your host, the voice of the Utes, Bill Riley. Good evening, Utah fans, and welcome into the Kyle Whittingham Coaches Show, presented by Smith's Fresh for Everyone. Live here on a Tuesday night at the Eccles Football Building, right on campus. Utah getting ready for a big one this weekend and a return to the Rose Bowl to take on the UCLA Bruins. We'll have it for you coming up on Saturday. Local pregame at 9.30 a.m. Isaac Asiata and Porter Larson will have that on our flagship radio home, ESPN 700. Then Stevenson, Sylvester, Scott Mitchell, and I will be at the Rose Bowl getting you ready for it with a 1.30 kickoff mountain time. For the Utes and the Bruins, we'll talk a little bit about that one today. Chip Kelly's guys getting ready to host Utah. We'll talk a little bit about last weekend, too, with the Oregon State Beavers. Got some players coming in tonight as well. Jalen Dixon, who's reemerging as a big part of this Utah offense. And Mo Diabate, who made his triumphant return to the field last week. So we've got all that coming up. And, of course, we lead things off with the head coach of Utah football, Kyle Whittingham, just in off the practice field. I know the seasons are changing. Because for the first month of these coaches' shows, you'd come sprinting in and sweat was pouring off you. Today, it just kind of felt like a good early fall day out there. Yeah, the, the heat is broken apparently, at least for now. And it was nice mid seventies out there, and and uh, very comfortable. Now it's not going to be that way on Saturday. It's going to be ninety at kickoff or close to it. So, so we'll be back in the heat, uh, much like we were in Florida and down in Arizona. But but uh, this week is uh, very pleasant, and our uh, our guys are grateful for that. So how, how did you know you guys come <clears throat> off a really nice win uh, against Oregon? State on Saturday, 42-16. to 16. And I, I made this point the other day because sometimes when you beat a team pretty good, it, it sometimes people will say, well, Utah played well, but maybe they weren't as good. To me, the sign of a really good football team, Kyle, is when you make a good football team look bad. And that's what you guys did. You made an Oregon State team, who I still think is a really good football team. You made them look pretty ordinary on Saturday. How did you feel when you went back and looked at the tape? Really good. I mean, we didn't have – you know, big numbers offensively, but a lot of that was because of uh, short field situations after the interceptions and didn't have a chance for lengthy drives. Plus, in the fourth quarter, we called the dogs off midway through and 
and uh, just gotten to uh, you know in the game mode. But <clears throat> but overall, I thought we played outstanding uh, in both you know phases, offense and defense. Special teams still kind of so-so. We got work to do there. But but uh, the real difference in the game, there was two things: red zone production, t- turnover margin. That was the two things if you saw no other stats just those you'd know who won the game just based off that well your good friend and my good friend used to say four and a score four and a score and you're going to win the game and that's of course our good friend john pease and yeah. i thought about him on saturday because you got the four turnovers right and one of those four was a pick six by clark phillips exactly and, and then we set him uh, set the offense up with a short field with another one i think it was like a 30 yard line yep. or thereabouts and so so that's uh, always uh, huge to win the turnover margin and statistically, interceptions are much more damaging and valuable than fumble recoveries. Believe it or not, they have a higher uh, ratio of turning that into points. And so, so to get all four takeaways in the with the interceptions was uh, was big for us. Well, the defense was good. You forced four turnovers. You get a score off one. That's going to be good. I think some people would look at that and say, "Well, you gave up a couple of big plays. That bubble screen at the end yeah. of the first half." But well, they're was, good. Yeah, that, and that's what. And that's the point I come back to. Yeah. Oregon. This is not Oregon State of two or three years ago. This is right. a good football team and yep. good. Good football teams are going to make plays. And and I made the same point too, Kyle, and I think you kind of hinted at it the other day. I know you didn't have the run game production necessarily you wanted, maybe the numbers you wanted, but, but the other point that I've made to people is good teams will sometimes take things away from you. And, and again, if taking the run game away from you and you still get 162 yards is taking it away from you, but, but Oregon State's a good defense, and they, they took it away, and you guys adjusted, made plays in the pass game, and, and that was that. But you're not always going to have 250 yards running and 250 yards passing. Sometimes good teams take things away, don't they? Exactly. You hit it right on the head, and that's exactly uh, that's a fact. And, uh, you know, you just look at, you look at the game as a whole, and, and you, you evaluate it as a whole, and, and I thought Cam threw the ball very efficiently. didn't throw for a ton of yards, 200 yards or just shy of that, but darn near 80% completion percentage, no turnovers. Uh, we did struggle a little bit running the ball, but again, I think those linebackers they got are all conference caliber linebackers. I really like those guys and, and think they're very good players. And then defensively, we bend. Uh, we bent a little bit, but we we never broke. I mean, we were they were 0 for 5 in the red zone, you know, three field goals and, and uh, two interceptions, which if you can do that in the red zone, then conversely on offense, we were 3 for 3. Uh, on sti- you know Statistically, it'll say 3 for 4 because the, the end of the game where we took a knee, but but uh, or we didn't we didn't snap it but but anyway uh you're right i mean good football teams are going to make plays and speaking of that screen that, that play that samaya vaughn made running that guy down was incredible they had to get a, they settled for a field goal there yep. he, and he made another play just a couple plays later uh, tipping that ball away from a guy in the end zone so that was a great hustle play by samaya and it just proves that hey they're never in until they're in and if you can you know do anything you can to keep them out because uh, you never know what's going to happen in the red zone you know clark got a lot of attention nationally locally and rightfully so you have three interceptions of pick six you, you deserve that but it, it's another week and we talked about this guy a week ago rj hubert's made another play it feels like every week this season against somebody rj's been there to make a play now i think he ran out of gas on that <laughs> run back and i think he may have run into mo yeah. diabate on purpose so he got tripping because i don't know if he had anything left but yeah. it, it's another week where it wasn't just clark phillips your secondary was making plays bishop was making them near the line of scrimmage right. and rj and, and clark were obviously making them down the field they were and, and uh, jt broughton played well in addition as did zamaya vaughn and so it was a, a team effort and uh, rj you know i told him uh, on friday's practice that you're going to get a pick tomorrow you just watch and and uh, he sure did and almost took it to the house like you said he just uh, had that piano on his back that last 10 yards um mo we're going to talk to mo diabate here in a few minutes he'll be on the coach's show he had been out a little while mm-hmm. he missed him died played about a game and a half for you before he 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 got hurt and then he came back and 
I think he had four tackles for loss in the game. Mm-hmm. Just give me, give, me, uh, give me an idea of where he is right now, kind of reacclimating himself to a new defense. He played pretty well on Saturday, not as well as he can and not as well as he will in the future. But, but for relative to the circumstances and just coming off that injury, I thought he played effectively for us. He was in the backfield three or four times, as you mentioned. He hustled around. He was a little out of shape because, you know, being down for two weeks where you can't do a whole lot is going to do that. But uh, he's a guy that's got a lot of talent, a lot of ability, and he's going to make some plays down the stretch for us here. One of our storylines last week was obviously the injury to Brant Keithy, and we found out today Brant's going to go have his knee surgery later this week and yeah. get get the rehab process going again. But one of the questions was, and, and you had it a little bit too, you, you, you think you have an idea of who might be able to step up, but until you get the game situation, you just don't know. I thought two guys kind of flashed a little bit for you. We know who Devon Vele is, and his production was terrific. He had a career high in receptions and in yards. But it's two weeks in a row now Jalen Dixon has made an improvement. He had back-to-back touchdowns in weeks. It's his first multi-touchdown day. Made a great catch, and then obviously the fly sweep. But but I, I really thought that um, it, it was only one grab, but Munir McLean getting in there and showing a little bit of what he's got to offer you guys was big. Huge, and, and he is so athletic. And he is so smooth that you don't realize how fast he's moving. He can run a 4.55 at 230 pounds, but he doesn't look it. You know, when you look at him, he looks like he's just gliding. But but he had a nice catch. First of all, it wasn't an easy catch. He dug it out and, and made a nice, uh, you know, he reached back and caught the ball, then made a couple guys miss, uh, netted the first down. I think he got 12 or 13 yards on the play and, and uh, did a great job. And you're right about Jalen Dixon, two touches, two touchdowns. So what does that tell you? We better get him some more touches because he turns every other one into a touchdown. Here's Jalen Dixon this year. He's got eight targets, six catches, three touchdowns this season. There you go. So that's pretty good production. <laughs> it may good. tell you, hey, let's get yep. him the ball a few more times, right? Exactly, and he's really he's really coming uh, into his own right now, and he is playing his best football as a Ute, hands down. He had a, a, a stretch there a couple years, two or three years back I can't maybe four years ago where he was starting to become really productive and then he had some setbacks but now he's starting to play up to that level again in fact exceeding that and and, and what he brings Kyle is something that you you can't coach as good a coach as you are you can't coach four three four four speed and that that is just such a a, an advantage and a weapon to have when you've got that guy that can threaten on an end around on a jet sweep or just straight down the field. He made a great move off the line on that, and then the adjustment that he made on the catch in the end zone was good, too. It was. It was outstanding, and, and you're right. He can take the top off of a coverage like nobody we got. Well, Money Parks is, is is darn near as fast as J.D., not quite, but but between those two guys, we got some real genuine speed on the field, and and uh, like we talked about with Brant gone, three or four guys got to step up, and those are, those are two of those guys. So you mentioned the thing. You weren't completely <coughs> pleased with special teams. What still needs some work? Well, the Kickoff team, you know, we're penalized another, you know, a couple times on kickoff. Uh, kicked the ball out of bounds. The the uh, unnecessary roughness gave him the ball at the 50 yard line, and so we've still got a uh, we're a work in progress there. The ki- the kicks are not quite where they need to be. We need to put them in better locations. We we kick the targets. We have you know specific calls on where we're kicking the ball. We're missing those targets too often. We're mishitting too many kicks, and uh, coverage has just been a little bit spotty. I notice you've been kind of going back and forth on the kickoffs yeah. between both Jordan and Jaden. Is that still kind of an open competition? It is. Just trying to find someone who will consistently put the ball where we need it to be and and uh you know jordan noise is doing such a great job with place kicking he's 100 percent. you know he hasn't had a ton of field goal opportunities but he's hit every one he's had and he is 100 uh, percent on his pats and so he's doing some good things but we got to get more consistency on the kickoffs is, is that a leg strength issue in your mind or is no. it just a technique or a whatever 
technique, not not over swinging. You know, just trying to not kill. Them. It's like playing golf. You know, you can't sit there and try to kill your drive every time. You right. just got to take a nice smooth stroke, and good things will happen. Sometimes that's easier said than done. It now. is. It is. But so, you, gotta, so that, you, you step dis- on that tee box sometimes, <laughs> and you just want to grip it and rip yep, it, right? Exactly. And it's the same thing with a kicker when he's kicking off. So you, you've had a little over a month of football. How do you feel about things as you head toward you know the teeth of this Pac-12 season? Really good. I mean, I think we've taken a step forward every game. After the opener, you know, the opener we've talked about enough and, and realized we didn't play our best, but each consecutive game after that, we have gotten a little bit better as a football team, figuring out who we are, uh, finding out who the playmakers are, not that we didn't have a good idea anyways. Uh, the defense is starting to mature and, and age uh, in a good way, and uh, we're really settling in. Everyone's settling into their roles and embracing those roles, and, and we got everybody finding a way to help this football team. Might have the biggest challenge of the year coming up on Saturday. We I don't doubt that. We weren't yep. sure until last week, but UCLA appears to be the real deal. We'll talk a little bit about the Bruins with Kyle coming up here in a second. Don't forget, Utah fans, whenever there's a huge game to watch, there's a Bud Light there, too. Bud Light is for the fans. UCLA Saturday at the Rose Bowl. We'll talk a little bit about the Bruins with Kyle coming back on the other side. You're listening to the Kyle Whittingham Coaches Show, and this is Utah football from Learfield. Shaping a game plan for your family's health care involves more than just X's and O's. It's being there when you need them most or when you least expect it. As the trusted health care provider for the youth family and yours, University of Utah Health has the right playbook for keeping your team healthy no matter what age or need. Get the same care the youths rely on by visiting uofuhealth.org. That's uofuhealth.org. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. The Game Coaches Show is presented by Smiths. They're a proud partner of University of Utah Athletics and Football. They like to say they're fresh for everyone, and they are. Good to have them on board as always. Good to be back with you guys on a Tuesday night. Kyle Whittingham Coaches Show from the Eccles Football Building up here on campus. Utes are on the road this weekend. Back to a familiar environment. Back to the site of last year's great postseason game. Though there will be probably half as many people there Saturday as there were on January the 1st. Though the crowds were better. I know that, that UCLA's caught a lot of grief this year for having small crowds. Last weekend had a good crowd for Washington. It'll be a Saturday afternoon, two highly ranked teams. So it'll be a good atmosphere. And you've got good memories in that building, both in the bowl game, but also, you know, you played some fun games down there. I think Joe Williams is still running somewhere, <laughs> that's Kyle. Right. Uh, that's right. What do you have, 300-something yards 332 yards, the most <clears throat> ever in yeah. that stadium. That was it. Was counter OT uh, back, you know, back and forth and back and forth. It was pretty much Garrett Bowles and Isaac Asiata, wasn't yeah, it? it the counter was. trade. Yeah, yes, and uh, yeah, that was a fun afternoon, and and uh, our guys really like playing down there. It's a great venue, uh, one of the most storied arenas in the country. Great history. And uh, it's just a fun place to play. Yeah, Chip. now Chip Kelly's in his fifth year down there. Uh-huh. And it, it kind of feels like he's got a fifth-year quarterback, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. He's kind of their version of Britton Covey. He's been there forever. <laughs> Ironically enough, though, you've only played him once in all these years That's because right. he's had injuries and other things. He's got a really good – I mean, what you always want as a, as a coach, especially an offensive coach, 
Good quarterback, good running back, good receiver. And they've got all three of those. The Charbonnet kid might be the best back right now in the Pac-12. And then they've got the transfer wide receiver from Duke named Bobo. Yeah, the big kid. He's great size and big target and huge catch radius and, and really a tough matchup. And, and so you're right. They've got uh, you know all the weaponry on offense that they need at each of the positions. And offensive line is playing well. You know they're they're a solid offensive line, but it's all triggered by the quarterback. The quarterback makes it happen. He's the guy that that uh, is the catalyst. He's playing exceptionally well, um, taking care of the football. Only one interception this year. He's extending plays. He's hurting people with his arm and his legs, uh, making great decisions, and and uh, he's he's what makes him go. Yeah, he is really good. When you watched the Washington game last week, I'm sure you watched it at the hotel, but then gone back and watched it subsequently. What what jumps out about UCLA, at least on the offensive side? Speed, athleticism. Uh, Charbonnet kid, like you said, he's impressive. Uh, really, there there is real no weakness on on offense. They've got a complete team on on offense and. And uh, Chip is a, a really good play caller and a really good schemer and always has something up his sleeve. Each week there's a there's a few new wrinkles that uh, you have not seen before that you've got to be able to adjust on the run in the game. Are they doing things a little di- – I know they changed defensive coordinators. Mm-hmm. Chip finally kind of made that change. And are they a little bit different in what they do defensively? A little bit, not a lot. They're, they're even front most of the time. Uh, you know, some pressure, a lot of zone pressure, uh, middle open coverages. And so – uh, you know they're playing good defense, and and uh, you know we've got to have a, a a physicality to us up front more so than we have the last couple of weeks. We got to be able to. Uh you know, just get some more push. We haven't had very good push in the last couple of weeks up front. Well, the one thing about UCLA, at least historically, Kyle, and even going back to when you played them in the old Mountain West days, they, they maybe they aren't always the most physical group defensively, but what they always seem to have is good athletes, guys that can run, right. especially on the back end in right. the linebacker core, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's no different this year, and, and uh, they play hard, and, and they're well coached. You know, they're doing a good job with their schemes and their fundamentals and techniques. So – you know, this team is going to be good. This will be probably the best best challenge you've had, road opponent and everything else. And you're in the middle of a tough stretch here, too. So I'm just, just curious, as, as the approach this week, how practice was yesterday, how it's been today, and, and how dialed in you kind of think the guys are. Because they know. They know how big these games are this week right. and next week, too. Yeah, well, I think, you know, today we're back on the field in full pads. Uh, great focus. We haven't had a bad Tuesday practice since the season began. And so this team is uh, doing a good job taking care of their business uh, Monday through Friday. Uh, the key will be film study. You know, we can't possibly watch enough film, and, and uh, we only get them 20 hours a week. So they've got to do a, you know, a big part of that on their own in their downtime, and and uh, hopefully they're doing that. Uh, you know, we feel confident they are because that's such a big part of being ready to play a football game is is film study and extensive film study. So tell me about Jalen Dixon. And he's going to come in here next. He'll be mm-hmm. the first player up here tonight. I'm just curious. Tell me a little bit about his journey back and and where you've seen him, kind of from his freshman year through the struggles that he had to where he is now. And does he look like he's kind of getting back to being the old Jalen Dixon again? Yeah, he does. And we, we recruited him out of Texas. Uh, really fast kid, ten three. You know, ten, I mean, just blazing fast. And that was really what uh, caught our attention initially. Came in, started to make his mark early as a as a young player. Uh, had some difficulties, uh, had some setbacks, uh, you know, I can't remember, year three, year four, right in there, two, three, four, uh, some stretch in there. Uh, actually went in the portal for a period of time, and typically, well, not typically, we have never had a portal guy come back and join us, and so he's the one exception. He went in the portal, uh, then he thought about things a little bit more, came back to me and said, hey, this is where I belong. This is, you know, this is where I want to be, and so we, we talked for a 
you know, a series of uh, meetings, and I decided that, yeah, this, you know, he's genuinely going to be better off here. This is where he needs to be, and, and uh, he came back. Uh, it wasn't real smooth at the beginning, but he is really in a good place right now mentally, physically, and uh, he is all in, and he's completely committed to this team, and, and uh, he's doing really good things for us. How did that go? I'm just curious because you're kind of a guy that, hey, if you make the choice to go in the portal, you tell yeah. people think about it. But if you go in, you're generally you're in. So right. how did he? What was his? What was his convincing argument to you to let you say, "Come on back"? Well, there are some extenuating circumstances when he went in, and, okay. and why he went in, and, and health related, and and uh, you know, I just think that uh, he wasn't in a good place when he went into the portal. Gotcha. He just wasn't. And as he thought things through, and as he as he stabilized and became more, uh, just more. Uh, able to make good decisions he came back to me and and told me exactly what was going on i talked to a number of people that were working with him and they all said that hey this is where he needs to be and so i uh you know made that exception and certainly glad we did yep and and jalen's back we'll talk to him coming up and after jalen we'll talk to mo dibate uh transfer linebacker from florida um let kyle go here for a minute today's broadcast being brought to you by university of utah health where you can get the same great care the utes trust visit them online at uofuhealth.org slash utes when we come back We'll talk to the aforementioned speedster, Jalen Dixon, here on the Kyle Whittingham Coaches Show. It's Utah football from Learfield. This is how we do it. At Smith's, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. Because that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. From fresh berries to fresh tomatoes, we know the farm is where it all grows. From their farms to your forks. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Smith's fresh for everyone. Pepsi, Pepsi Zero Sugar, all the taste and zero compromise. Bill Riley with you, coach out for a bit. Do our player segments here coming up. We'll talk to Bo Diabate in a few minutes right now, though. The aforementioned Jalen Dixon sitting down with us, talking a little Utah football. Jalen is in the midst of his first back-to-back consecutive touchdown game streak since back in 2019. Going to try and make it three in a row this week against UCLA. And he had his first two-touchdown game of his career Saturday. Had the touchdown catch. And then, of course, the jet sweep where he hit the pylon, too. And he sits down with us right now. It's got to feel good, doesn't it? Oh, no, it definitely does, you know, um, to get those chances to make those plays and to be able to go out there and, you know, not just have the chance but to do it, you know, it feels really good. So, yeah. So I was asking Coach about this, and you and I have talked a little bit about it, but, you know, you began your career here. It got off to a good start. Then you hit a rough patch in your career, considered mm-hmm. leaving, mm-hmm. went in the portal, and then you're like the only exception in transfer portal history. Yeah. You and Coach Witt sat down. You said, I, I want to stay. Mm-hmm. Walk me through that decision and, and how you convinced him because, you know, his, his philosophy is generally if you make the decision to go, you're gone. But you convinced him to give you that second chance. How did that go? Yeah, I mean, well, I do feel, you know, my situation was, you know, maybe a bit different. Uh, I didn't have to do specifically with anything with playing time or anything like that or any of the guys here. Um, was really just, you know, mental. Um, felt like, you know, maybe – a different scenery would help that mental state, you know. Um, but then, you know, come to the realization that, you know, these are the guys here that I want to, you know, play with, you know. Uh, these are the guys here that have been with me throughout, you know, the hard times, you know, those those dog days of fall camp, you know, when it's hard, you know. So um, knowing that and knowing there's a great coaching staff here that has the ability to not only help you, you know, to prepare to be a great player but to be a great man. So I think that was the, 
the biggest thing and, and just talking to Coach Witt and just knowing and relaying all these things to, and just basically saying that, hey, I'm not only, you know, wanting to be a great player, but I also want to learn how to be a better man from you guys, and they're able to uh, do that. So that's really, like, the main focal point. And then um, another big deal was with the um, the whole mental health. Um, they did a great job of uh, bringing in guys who definitely um, had a way to, I guess, help. Um, certain therapy sessions were, were great for me. And um, so doing a lot better now, um, just having fun with the game, just having fun with the whole process of it. And, I mean, that's the best part. So so glad you stayed. Right. Yeah, of course. Um, and I think the the biggest part of it was, you know, being able to see these guys and, you know, uh, come in with the, you know, some uh, certain guys that I came in with and, you know, them not being here. But the guys that did stay, you know, we're a tight-knit group. And I feel like, you know, um, just being here just helps a lot with that. And I've got to say, being part of that payoff last year, you were so close early in your career Mm -hmm. to getting where that that conference championship and playing a role in that last year had to be satisfying in making that decision to stick around and be with your friends, be with your brothers, but also seeing the payoff on the field too. No, definitely. Um, I think looking back, um, shoot, 2018, um, Washington, and then that was a rough game for like we had it really close. And then 2019, you know, kind of came out, not the way we we wanted to, but uh, to to finally finish it off last year was was great. So, um, big ups to you know what we were able to do. I'm glad you mentioned the mental health side of it, JD, because that is such an important part of this. I, mm-hmm. I think for a long time, whether it was in sports or in life, right. you know, whether you're a college student that lives in the dorms and you're studying, or you're a college football player, whatever you're doing, right. there's a lot of stresses that people deal with, and people your age deal with that maybe people my age didn't deal with. And it's so good to see, not just here at the football building, but on campus too, right. the university system really paying a lot of attention and putting resources in to mental health for you guys. Yeah, no, it, it's been huge. And, and like I said, that was the main thing that really got me back, was knowing that there was going to be a focal point for the program and for the, the um, university just, just in general. So um, just knowing that and, and knowing, you know, um, Jonathan has a, um, you know, great, group of people that he has um just for his staff and to work with him and um so it's been great yeah talking to Jalen Dixon here on the coaches show tonight we're just uh talking a little let's talk a little football now uh you guys are four and one you're two and oh Florida was rough it was a tough start but it it was about this time last year JD that you guys began kind of getting that swagger back finding your stride a little bit offensively and it felt like Saturday Numbers weren't huge, but you had a lot of short fields because the defense was really good. But it, it kind of feels like Cam's getting into his rhythm. A lot of guys are getting involved in the offense, even with Brant gone, and you're one of those guys mm-hmm. too. Do you feel like this offense is beginning to get close to where it needs to be? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing for us is just to be confident with whatever play is coming up, whatever play, um, you know, coach calls. Um, be confident with that play and with, you know, the guys that are going to make the play. Um, I think Coach Bump, he just always talks about, you know, when they, you know, put you on the field, are the guys worried, you know, like what are guys saying when you come on the field? And you just want to make sure that, you know, guys are, you know, hype and, you know, excited for you when you come on the field. So that's just what I've been trying to do. Walk me through the touchdown catch, not, not, the, not the run, because I think people think of you as straight line Jalen going to run by a mm-hmm. guy, but that was only 19 yards out. Mm-hmm. So you had to get off the line of scrimmage. Have you been working on your get-off a little bit? Is that something you've worked oh, on throughout your Oh, that's always something that I've worked on. Um, I think, you know, within the scheme, I don't really get that many chances to show it. And, you know, uh, most guys don't want to play, you know, press coverage being up that close to me. So um, 
just being able to show what I got, show what I have been working on, um, you know, it's been great. So just want to be able to just continue that. Well, it looked good, and, and you also had to find that ball, make the adjustment, and thought for a minute. They reviewed it, mm-hmm. it moved a little bit, yeah. but it never left your body. Nope. So it, you knew it was six, though, yeah. right? No, I knew. Um, lined up, um, saw the guy right over me, and knew they, they had no safety help, and just kind of, you know, just knew that I had a chance to catch that ball, score a touchdown, and uh, have my celebration ready. Um, so Cam must have seen it too. Because oh yeah, he, he, no. he, he, you were his look because I think he saw the no safety and he knew it was you one on one. So he put it right out there. Yeah, no, definitely. We have that connection that you know, if there's uh, somebody out there who you know we both feel that they can't run with me, then we're gonna put it up there and just give me a chance. Uh, back to the Rose Bowl this weekend. Probably no. won't be as full as it was the last time you were down at the Rose Bowl. There were yeah. a lot of people there then, mm-hmm. but it'll be a good crowd and a good game. UCLA's mm-hmm. gotten good. Yes. Might be a game where you got to score some points, too, because UCLA's offense pretty prolific as well. Just give me a, a quick thought on going down and playing the Bruins. I don't think in your career you've lost to UCLA. Uh, no. It's five, um, five. They've won. You've won the last five against the Bruins, and mm-hmm. I know that, that, that predates you. Yeah, so um, – no, I'm excited to go down there. You know, um, haven't been on there, I guess, since the Rose Bowl, but specifically playing against UCLA in a while. So um, it's going to be fun. You know, they're a great team. We've got a great uh, group of guys who are, you know, they're competing. They're, they're playing great this season. So we're going to look to go in there and, you know, ruin their party. Well, have fun with it. It's great to see you back. Uh, have another good game. And, and again, let's, it's back-to-back games. All right. A streak, though, becomes three. Mm-hmm. If you want to make it a streak, two isn't a streak. That's just back-to-back. <laughs> yep. But if you want to make it a streak, it's got to be three. So I want to call one Saturday, okay? Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, J.D. Jalen Dixon with us here on the Coach's Show tonight. Taking a quick timeout. We'll go from offense to defense. Bo Diabate comes in next. This is Utah Football from Learfield. Hey, Utah fans, just a reminder, Slackwater Pizza and Pub, they're located downtown. Got a new one downtown, 7th South, 5th West. If you don't know about Slackwater already, guess what? You've got to go in and see. Award-winning artisan pizzas, great craft beer selection, and more. Stop in and see them. Kids are welcome, too. Slackwater before or after games. They love to have the Ute fans in there. We went from offense, now to defense. Mamou Diabate with us here. Former uh, Florida linebacker, now with Utah, back off the injury last weekend. Had four tackles for loss in the win over Oregon State. Did it feel good to be back out with the fellas last week? It was definitely a great feeling being able to go out there and do what you love the most. Uh, you know, sitting down on the sidelines, never something that you want to do is always a tough time. So just sitting back and, and observing over the weeks kind of lit a fire. So I was just excited to get, get back out there and, and have some fun with the boys. How tough was it missing that game and a half? It was it was really tough, uh, just having to sit back and watch. You know, that was the first time in college that I missed a game, missed a practice. Uh, so it was kind of new, you know, put put things into perspective, and, and made me, you know, hungrier. Well, I, I mean, too, the other the other part for you is. You can film study. You can be in the meetings. And you missed spring ball. You had, you know, recovering from the cleanup surgery in the off season. So you were out there in fall camp. But th- th- there's no substitute for playing and playing in a new defense. And that, you know, missing that game and a half has got to be tough for you from that standpoint. But with that being said, how comfortable are you feeling right now? I'm feeling, I'm feeling really comfortable. You know, Coach Swan and Coach Scully, I got, I have great coaches who are able to uh, make me familiar with everything I'm doing and and do a great job of making sure I understand what they're trying to put down and understand my assignment and what I need to do. So that's made the transition smoother. You know, that's where I could give the credit to is my coach is getting me prepared. Uh, and it's been smooth because of them. So I want to go back in time for a minute. <clears throat> Mo grew up on the plains of East Alabama in a little town called Auburn in the shadow of Jordan-Hare Stadium. Not Jordan-Hare Stadium, 
You say Jordan, Jordan when you're down there in Auburn, Alabama. And I, I asked you a minute ago, I said, you know, did you ever consider going to Auburn? And you said, well, it was always there, but I grew up there. I wanted to kind of see the world. So w- walk us back in time, and you're being recruited out of high school. What are you thinking, and, and, and you wanted to get out of town? Uh, I'm being recruited out of high school. You know, basically every SEC, SEC team really wanted me. So it just came down to where I felt like I was the best fit. And, you know, my, my final kind of three teams were Florida, LSU, and Alabama. Uh, Alabama being because Reuben Foster and Rashawn Evans, we all went to high school to get, went to the same high school. So it was kind of expected. It wasn't even expecting me for, me for me to go to Auburn. Nobody in the world expected me to go to Auburn. Everybody thought I'd go to Alabama. So when I chose Florida, it was kind of like people were like, whoa, what? That's the first for Auburn High School. But I felt like it was the best move for me, you know, in the situation at that time. And I'm still happy with that decision to this day. So that's got to hurt Auburn fans. You three guys all grow up, go to the same high school in the backyard, and none of the three of you guys end up at Auburn. Yeah, it just comes down to the same thing. You know, I feel like – as a young man, sometimes it's time for you to leave that village. It's, it's time for you to leave that village and go grow up and go on a mission to become who you are as a person and not your community. Because, you know, when you're at home, you're still going to be kind of who you are because uh, that's where you were raised. That's what you're familiar with. When you're able to get out of that situation, you're able to grow and flourish. Well, you got out of the South this past off season. You had a good experience in Florida. You've said that. You hold no ill will. You've got a lot of friends on that team still. But for those that haven't heard your story, explain how you end up in Salt Lake City. Uh, so really, you know, I entered I the transfer portal. I was looking for a new home. Uh, I was thankful to have a lot of schools reach out to me, Utah being one of them. But I kind of didn't really pay attention when Utah texted me. I, I remember Robert Blessing in the recruiting office, he sent me a, a paragraph saying, you know, this is what – the the way you play will be perfect for Utah, but I'm I'm just like Utah, you know. I'm all the way on the East Coast. I'm not thinking much about it. And then uh, the next day, I went into the, into the facility, and we had somebody who was familiar with Utah, who used to actually work here. And I had a conversation with him. He was like, "Do you know who Devin Lloyd is?" I was like, "Who?" He was like, "He's supposed to be the number one linebacker." That's when I was like, "Huh?" Started doing my research. Then I watched the film. I sat down. And I was like, "Okay, these people are serious. Like they have a good team." Then I watched the Rose Bowl. I was like, okay. So at that point, really before the Rose Bowl, I texted Robert. I was like, yeah, I actually, hey, I have, I have real interest because I'm sure they were thinking, you know, this guy's older from Florida, like, there's no chance he actually wants to come here. So I had to let him know, like, hey, I have real interest. And then from there, we were just building, getting to know Swan, getting to know Skyly. And Coach Mullen, being my former coach, he just preached his butt off about Witt and Skyly and everybody else in the building. So it made me super confident to come in here. And, uh, and everything that I said would happen – it's coming true slowly but surely. Well, you know Coach Johnson yeah. was a pretty good player in his day back here, too. I know he left last year, went to the Philadelphia Eagles, having a good run with Jalen Hurts now, but Coach Johnson was a pretty big deal in this part, too. Definitely. Had a, had good conversation with Coach Johnson, you know. So once the people who I trust and people who I know genuinely care about me and don't have any ill motives give me certain advice, I feel confident that I can follow that advice and uh, – and be successful with it. So that's really what it came down to, you know. Thank Brian Johnson. Thank Wellen. Thank Swan. Thank Scally. So, yeah. All good dudes. No doubt about that. So you said just a minute ago that you feel like you're playing well, but you can play better. Where do you think you can be better right now? Uh, Definitely just getting cleaner with my eyes, being faster, reacting to things. You know, I always feel like I'm a fast guy. I always feel like I'm one of the fastest people on the field. So if I could just read things a little bit faster, that will give me even more plays to make. I feel like no matter how many plays you make, you, you should always sit down and look 
and see how can I make even more, how can I have even bigger of an impact. And I think if I'm able to notice just a couple more little things a game, then it can lead to that. So that's the main thing that I'm going to be focusing on. That, that's really, though, just comfortability in playing. It goes back to what I was saying a little while ago. It's just playing, being in the system, yeah. knowing it, and, and getting those reps on the field, right? Definitely, just being out there, you know, and football, football's football is a game of you know repetition. Things happen over and over again. So when you have a break, when you haven't been able to do the things, you have to get back in that groove. And like I said, Coach Scali and Coach Swan have done a great job of making sure I can get back in that groove. So every week, I just want to build on it. Off of last week's performance, build on it this week. Keep building on it until the re- until the end of the season. So that's the plan. All right, you mentioned the Rose Bowl a minute ago. You're going to get to go there on Saturday. Now, it's not the game. That might be later this year. won't be as full as it was when you saw Utah playing there, but a good team you're playing this weekend. Give, give me a little Modibate scouting report on what you've seen from the Bruins. Uh, they're a good team. You know, they have a dynamic quarterback. They have a really good running back. They have a really big receiver, number uh, nine, Bobo. So they're, they're a really good team. You know, they're 5-0. and They're hot. So we're excited to go down there and show them what we're about, and I'm sure they're excited to see us. So I feel like it'll be a good game, but I think, you know, that's all I'm going to say. I feel like it'll be a good game. They, uh, there have been some people that have tried to draw the comparison between your guy Anthony Richardson and, and DTR. I, I think they're two different kinds of quarterbacks. Frankly, DTR probably throws it a little better right now than Anthony does. Anthony's also a bigger dude, but DTR's elusive. What's the key in your position? at that linebacker spot when you're playing a guy that you know can beat you with his arm but is not afraid to beat you with his legs too? You just have to always account for where he's at. Always account for where, where he is and, and, where the, and you have to know as a defensive player where your other defenders are going to be. Because everybody has a spot where they're supposed to play, where they're supposed to fit. So everybody has to be sound and knowing, okay, this is my responsibility. I have to be here. So you know that when the quarterback takes off, this is where I fit in. This is where I go chase him. Everybody just has – when you're playing a, a dynamic quarterback like, like DTR who likes to run, everybody just has to have their eyes open and be ready to come down and break on it. Those who are in coverage need to stay in coverage. But besides that, whoever's job is to contain them, you have to keep your eyes on them. You can't just be rushing upfield. You just have to keep your eyes open. And no arm tackles on Charbonnet. He's a big dude. Definitely. He's a big, strong runner. You know, he has great moves. He's a great back. So you're going to have to head him up, put your, put, your, put, your, put your body on him. You can't just get him. Like you said, with your arms, you have to put your body on them and drive them back, so it'll be a good one. Hey, I'm glad you're healthy. I'm glad you're going to be out there Saturday. I don't want to keep you any longer. Your popsicle's melting right there. Yes, sir. You eat that popsicle, I'll see you Saturday. All right, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, Mo. Mo Diabate with us here on the Coach's Show tonight. We'll come back. Coach Witt joins us to talk some Bruins next. It's Utah football from Learfield. When you open a crisp, cold Bud Light, you know game day is here. Touchdown! You owe me five bucks. We mean every sound. Enjoy responsibly. 2022 Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Introducing new Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda Variety Pack. You hear that? It's seltzer with the pop of soda, all with zero sugar. Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda, the loudest flavors ever. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda, IRC Beers, St. Louis, Missouri. Kyle Whittingham, Coach, your show tonight being brought to you by Salsa Queen, locally owned and operated, proudly supporting the youth. You can find Salsa Queen area stores are available online. Free home delivery, too. Just go to SalsaQueen.com along the Wasatch Front. Score your touchdown with Salsa Queen, Utah's number one salsa and Utah's number one fans. Kyle sitting back down. We'll talk about UCLA in a minute. Mo Diabate was just in here a second ago. We were just joking about this. You've got a very articulate team, but... Little did I know you owe a little bit of an assist to Dan Mullen and Brian Johnson in getting Mo Diabate to come to Utah. We do, and uh, that was uh, a process, gosh, when was it, last January? I can't remember when we were 
going through that. But uh, Danny uh, gave us some some good recommendation or good, uh, you know, a good uh, background for Mo and, and uh, as well as Brian. And so uh, that definitely helped get him here, without a doubt. Yeah, Mo said that Dan talked up you and talked up Scally. He said, but what 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 was the Brian was the closer. He said Brian was my guy. And when coach when coach BJ said go to Utah, they'll take care of you. He said that's all I needed to hear. Well, we're, we're very fortunate. We're glad they did because he's, he's a really good player for us. Good to have Mo back as well. By the way, you'll need him this weekend. UCLA's good, and they're oh, yeah. good up front. And <clears throat> no uh, they've got a lot of good athletes, as we talked about. Biggest challenge, DTR. I mean, a lot of people have wanted to compare DTR to Anthony Richardson. I don't know that I see a ton of similarity. They're both mobile quarterbacks, but different sizes, different skill sets. And I, and I think, frankly, DTR probably throws it better right now. He does. He's uh, Statistically, he's much more accurate. Uh, better as far as touchdown to interception ratio uh yards per attempt all that so he's he's having a very, an excellent year i think in the uh qbr ratings and that comes out he's in the top 10 in the nation cam is, is uh by the way number one in the back 12 yep uh, i think he's fifth or sixth overall but as far as back 12 he's number one so I, I wanted to ask you they have a very prolific receiver the jake bobo kid the right. transfer from from duke and we, we've talked about this before your philosophy on putting your best corner on the best wide receiver, are you a big fan of shadow coverage, or do you just like to split it up side by side? Because I know we saw Clark quite a bit last year when Drake London was good, saw a lot of London. What's your philosophy on kind of shadow coverage? You know, there's different ways you can do it. You can play star coverage, what we star call coverage. it, when the, you know, your star corner plays on their star receiver. Or you can take the opposite approach and put uh, your lesser corner and a double team, you know, with a safety or, or a backer or somebody to double team uh, a receiver, and then uh, you know put your best corner singled up on the other side, or you can play more zone coverage and roll your coverage to the to the featured receiver that they have. So there's there's three or four options that you can have. Everybody, uh, it's just a little different depending on who the receiver is, what the matchup is, how strong is the run game. Because if you start doubling people, that thins out your run defense. So you gotta you got to be uh, aware of that and tuned into that. But but there are times for star coverage, and we have utilized that through the years on occasion, and, and we'll just have to see what's best this week. And Charbonnet feels like you're kind of running back. Tough yeah. between the tackles and probably sneaky faster than you think he is, too. He is. Yep, he is, and he's got good size, 6'1"-ish, 220 ish and so he's uh he's a complete back and and uh he's running hard and he's piling up the yardage for him we'll take our final time out on the coaches show when we come back some final thoughts and a quick thought on the pac-12 conference as well all right here from learfield at rocky mountain power we're on track to significantly reduce greenhouse gas emissions while strengthening our grid to deliver for you year-round it's a bold vision, and we're making progress on it every day. With careful planning and strategic, cost-effective investments, we're transforming the grid from end to end while laying the foundation for delivering the reliable, affordable power you count on now and for years to come. To learn more, visit us at rockymountainpower.net slash future. Coyote Up Coaches Show presented by Smith's. Fresh for everyone. Saturday will be at the Rose Bowl. Mid-afternoon kick. Hey, this is back-to-back weeks. You guys are going to have a lot of eyeballs on you this week and next week. Big Fox. It's a major network, and you're in two good time slots, Kyle. That's good. For sure. Yeah, we're excited about another 12:30 kick. I think we've had more <laughs> early kicks this year than than uh, maybe ever, and it's only halfway through. And so we're we're elated about that, and uh, it's just better all all 
you know, across the board, particularly at road games, because you, you get play, home at night. Yeah, you're not getting home at five, four or five in the morning, and so that's just not good for your players to, uh, you know, to have that situation. So, what's the message when you send them to the field coming up on Saturday, back of the Rose Bowl, obviously against UCLA, a really good, maybe the best team Chips had there so far. Uh-huh. What's the message for the guys this week? Well, first of all, again, control your 20 square feet. Don't try to do too much. Don't press. Relax. Play hard, have fun, let the game come to you, let your personality show, and, and let it rip. Well, if they let it rip on Saturday, uh, that's going to be good because uh, this team's dialed in right now, and I kind of feel like you're kind of where you were a year ago. It was about early October where you guys began to finally start to hit your stride a little bit. We did, and we'll, uh, you know, we're going to need to this week, and, and that's uh, something you know, we're going to have to play our best football to uh, go down there and, and try to get the win. 9.30 for the local pregame, 1.30 Mountain Time, 12.30 Pasadena Time for the kick for the Utes and the UCLA Bruins. My thanks tonight to Jalen Dixon. My thanks tonight to Mo Diabate, Alonzo Saranana. Yeah, close to it. I got it better this week. We had that big argument after the game the other night. Porter Larson produced it there, and, of course, Kyle Whittingham here as well. I'll talk to you Saturday from Pasadena and the Rose Bowl. This is Utah football from Learfield. been listening to the Kyle Whittingham Coaches Show, presented by Smith's Fresh for Everyone. Also brought to you by Bud Light, it's for the fans, and by Pepsi, the official soft drink of the Utah Utes. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Utes Sports Network. Instacart shoppers, no groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.